it's Wren, and this is the Friends of a Feather podcast, encouragement for women on the go. This weekly podcast inspires and encourages women wherever you are, listening on your commute to work, folding the laundry, or providing a boost of encouragement after a full day. I love inviting my friends on the podcast to share their unique God stories with you. Hey, 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 welcome back this week to the podcast. I am excited to be getting back in the groove of things. August is one of the busiest, but it's, I love August. August is exciting. It's like a new start. It's like January to me. We have got an excellent lineup for you this fall. I am super excited about the variety of women coming on the podcast. Single women, moms with young children, women who are enjoying adult children, and also friends who are ministering to teenagers. You can go to iTunes, which is on your podcast app, and type in Friends of a Feather and hit subscribe so that you will not miss any of these great guests that I have coming on this fall. Okay, I have to tell you, this is episode 98. We only have one more episode after today's, and then it will be the 100th episode. I cannot believe it, but there are a lot of special things planned for you. So make sure you're following us on Instagram and Facebook for maybe even a giveaway coming up for the 100th episode. It's going to be good. But let's get to today's episode with my friend, Micah Hunter. Micah is a wife, mom, lifestyle blogger, and she loves Jesus. I love her so much. She's just the sweetest thing, and you're going to love her. Okay, let's get to today's episode with my friend, Micah Hunter. Welcome to the podcast, Micah. Thanks, Ren. I am so glad you're here. I first met you, and I met mean meet you, met you in air quotes because we haven't <laughs> met in real life. But um, I remember meeting you online, and I had Annie, your godmother, on the podcast, mm-hmm. and she and we talked because you are in charge of. Uh, marketing for her company. And so we were talking about Annie's episode. And Annie, after I talked with her, she said, Ren, she said, you have got to talk to Micah. You have got (laughs) to interview her. She has an amazing story. She is an amazing woman and she's a blogger. And there's so much about Micah that you will love. And I started following you and I agree. There is so much about you that I love already (laughs) before even talking to you. So, well, now we've talked um, on Vox. Boxer. And yeah. so I feel like we're best friends now, right? I know. I know. I love it. <laughs> anyway, so thank you for coming on the podcast. I know your little one is sleeping. And so <laughs> we are going to um, record this while she's doing that. And I appreciate you giving me time today. Oh, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Okay. So if somebody doesn't know Micah, tell us a little bit about you, about your family, about what part of the country you live in, and then a little bit like what your day-to-day life includes. Sure. Um, My name is Micah Hunter, and I am 31 years old. I'm married to Todd, and we just celebrated six years of marriage this past weekend. Um, We are college sweethearts. We met at Florida State University, which is in Tallahassee, Florida. It's Florida State capital, and that is where we live now. 
Uh, my husband was born and raised here. And so that's how I ended up sticking around. I never thought I would still be here after college, but here I am. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I am the marketing and communications director for Thou Art Exalted, which you just mentioned. Um, it's a nonprofit ministry that was started by my godmother, Annie Padgett. And um, we develop creative and art-based Bible studies and scripture resources for women's and teens and tweens. And it's the best. It's literally my dream job. So that's mm-hmm. what I do on a day-to-day basis, everything from um, social media, email marketing, um, talking with our customers and donors since we're a nonprofit. Um, It's just awesome. God is doing so many amazing things through this ministry, and I'm just grateful to be a part of it. Um, And then I have a little lifestyle blog called Home Sweet Hunter, play off my last name. Love it. And I started it about two years ago, and it's just been my fun little creative outlet, something I work on at night if I feel like it. Sometimes I'll I'll do some things just to kind of wind down or maybe on the weekends. And I really started it as a way to share about our journey with infertility that was caused by my PCOS diagnosis. And that was kind of my initial reason, reason for starting it. But now I share everything from healthy recipes, clean beauty products, home decor, um, cute things I find at Target, <laughs> you know, just a little bit of everything. Okay. I love that. I love that. <laughs> and I want to back up. Okay. So you yeah. got married six years. Happy anniversary last week. Thank you. Yay. Thank you. Last weekend. <laughs> and uh, I want to also say yay for you to jump out there and start in a blog and <laughs> just jumping out there and doing it and sharing your story. I think that is so important. And our culture and our world is sharing your story. Everybody has a story. And I love that you just jumped right out there and shared yours. Thanks. I, um, I just felt like going through infertility, I felt really isolated and alone during that time. And after I had, after we had gotten pregnant and I started to, to kind of open up about what our season of infertility was like, I, all of these friends started coming forward saying, well, I'm going through the same thing. And I had no idea. And I'm like, Mm. well, I just wish that we had kind of all talked about this before. I probably wouldn't have felt so alone. And so, um, I also have a very, just kind of a little bit of a unique, um, path to getting pregnant. And once we got pregnant, I had a lot of friends asking me about the process I took. And so I just felt like I needed a place to share all of that, just to write it all down. And I just kind of felt like God nudging me just to to go ahead and go for it. Yeah. Well, and I think that's really important. I did that as well. I started a Mm -hmm. a blog as well, but it was more of just for infertility. And it's, uh, Mm -hmm. it's actually, uh, it's open now. It's public now, but mm-hmm. it was private, and it was just for me to mm-hmm. just spill out mm-hmm. like everything because mm-hmm. at that time yeah. I had not shared. But mm-hmm. um, after I started writing that, then a friend approached me and said, "Hey, I think there's a couple other girls that are struggling with this quietly. Yep. Would yep. you want to be in this group, and we can just encourage each other?" And she uh, mm-hmm. had women from the Bible who struggle with infertility, and mm-hmm. and just would pour into us. 
And it was so life-giving, like Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. life-giving. So I know sharing the story is hard and opening Mm -hmm. up about it is hard, but at the end of the day, it reaps so many benefits. I mean, it really does. So take us back to your struggle. Okay. So y'all had been married how many years? And then tell me about like Mm -hmm. what that process was like for you um, Mm -hmm. at going to doctors and then also internally, like how was Mm -hmm. that? How are you processing? it. Mm-hmm. So life. we had been married about two years and decided we were ready to start um, trying for a family. Mm-hmm. And I think I was in for like a routine um, yearly appointment with my OBGYN. And I just mentioned that we were thinking about starting a family. And I remember her saying, you know, don't be surprised if it takes a little while. It can take people up to a year. So don't worry you know, if it doesn't happen right away. And so I was like, okay, I just kind of tucked that in the back of my mind. Yeah. And we started trying and wouldn't you know it, it had been about a year and mm. nothing had happened. Yeah. So I thought, well, my, uh, let me go back to my doctor and just see if maybe I can talk to them or maybe they can look and see if there's something going on. And so I, I went in for an appointment and they did an ultrasound. They um, diagnosed me with PCOS and I didn't really have any experience with this or what it was. And my doctor even told me at the time that I didn't really fit the bill for some someone that they typically see with PCOS. Wow. Um, I A lot of times women won't get their period um, when they have this. And I, I always have gotten my period. Sometimes it wouldn't always come right at the same time, or maybe it might be a little prolonged. But other than that, that was it. I really yeah. didn't have any other obvious symptoms. Yeah. Um, so the doctor prescribed me Femera, yeah. which is a fertility medication similar to Clomid, and it helps. Um, it's used for stimulating ov- ovulation and um, gave me instructions about when to take it and when to try to conceive. And so we followed that and did exactly what he said. And um, during this time, I had started to do more of my own research about PCOS. And I continued to find article after article about reversing PCOS naturally through diet and lifestyle changes. Mm -hmm. And I've always kind of been into natural things, even before I really knew what that was or what it meant. Mm -hmm. Um, But I was very interested. And so I remember like printing out some of these articles and blog posts I found, and I took them into my doctor and said, you know, I found all these things about potentially um, reversing this through diet and lifestyle, you know, do you think I have a shot at getting pregnant this way instead of doing this medication? And he very quickly dismissed it and said that that was fine if I wanted to do all of those things. Um, but that I needed to take the medication and then that's, that was going to be how I was going to get pregnant. So I continued to, to take the medication and do what he said. And, um, after several months of doing that and it not working, Um, I decided to make an appointment with a fertility specialist to explore what was next. I didn't know if that maybe was like an IUI or IVF, but I still had this conviction throughout this whole thing that like, what if it was something that I could change about what I was doing? Like, what if, what if there's something I'm missing? And, um, thankfully my, um, mentor Jackie during all of this, Uh, she had been seeing this holistic nutritionist and she mentioned to him, mentioned to her what I had been going through and asked if, um, she could help me. 
And she said yes. And so I made an appointment with her and decided to go see her instead of the fertility specialist. So tell me in all of this, okay, so mm-hmm. you're going to the doctor appointments, you're hearing what he said, and I, and this is, we have a very similar story. I don't have PCOS, okay. but I had unexplained infertility and that uh-huh, I, I did uh-huh. not ovulate well um, uh-huh. on my own. And so I understand when you go into the doctor and say, hey, I'm going to try these natural things. What do you uh-huh. think? And they're like, no. But it is great that you continued on your own research and you kept mm-hmm. on saying, you know, there's got to be another way. Mm-hmm. Not that there's anything wrong with people who go through the medical way of things, but there Absolutely. is you wanted a different way. Right. And so right. I love that you did that. And I love that your mentor, that she said, Hey, why don't you why don't you go mm-hmm. why don't you mm-hmm. why don't you go this route and just see? And you yep. did. And so tell us you you uh, changed your diet, you did a mm-hmm. food sensitivities test, is that correct? Yes. So okay. the holistic nutritionist I saw, she's um a nutrition response therapist and basically what she did was Okay, it sounds really crazy, and you can Google nutrition response therapy to find out more specific details about it because I probably won't even do it justice trying to explain (laughs) it. But she has all these different types of foods and supplements, and they're in, like, these little glass containers. And Mm -hmm. she would rest them on my stomach and then push on my arm. And based on my reflexes and how I responded, she could tell what sort of foods I just didn't digest well, which ones Mm. just didn't work for me. Um, uh, organs that were under stressed supplements that could, um, help fix some of these things. I mean, it was just unbelievable. Um, and the coolest thing about this nutritionist that I saw is that she is a Christian and everything that she believes and everything she teaches is all based on how God created us. Mm. And it is so fascinating to hear talk about the interconnectivity of the body and how he designed everything to work together. And just that, he has already provided so much of what can heal our bodies in the form of nutrition. And uh, that was just like a totally new concept for me. I'd never thought about food as medicine before. Yeah. Well, and let me, let me also hear, I know what you're saying on the outside of that, you know, you're going to the appointments and then you're going to the nutritionist and all that, but what is going on inside of you in your emotions and your feelings Mm -hmm. in your relationship with the Lord? How Mm -hmm. are you walking through this infertility when you're going to baby showers and friends are getting pregnant Mm -hmm. with no problem? I have been there and I know how lonely it can be. I know how um, it's very, it's hard. It's a thin line because you're so happy for your friends, but yep. you're so sad for yourself. I mean, it really oh gosh, is. It's yeah. very, it's all of these emotions. How yep. are you walking through all that? How, yes. What did God teach you during that time? Yes. I don't think I'll ever forget those feelings. It was heartbreaking and I felt very alone. I only had one other friend that I knew of at the time that was walking through this too. And so I'm so thankful I had her, mm-hmm. um, Oh my gosh. And, and my mentors, um, God was so gracious and kind during the midst of all of that, that he just brought these amazing women in my life that were speaking life into me because the enemy was feeding me a lot of lies. Mm -hmm. And I just remember, I remember sitting at baby showers and I was, I was happy for my friends, but I was just very sad for myself. 
And I remember when my best friend in the whole wide world uh, told me that she got pregnant and they weren't really trying at all. It just kind of happened. And I remember, you know, smiling and being so excited. And then later that night, crying myself to sleep, just, Mm. just, you know, devastated and wondering if I would ever experience that for myself. I think it's the unknown, too. Like, we don't ever know. Yeah. Like, and, and somebody would be like, oh, it'll happen for you, sweetie. Right. Well, we don't know. Right. We don't have that guarantee. I remember sitting in front of a Kroger yeah. grocery store in the, in the, uh, and I'd seen literally every mom in there had a baby <laughs> in, her, yep. in her, in her buggy. And I was like, for real? I'm seeing yep. all these babies are, you know, I was upset and mad and blah, blah, blah. But I remember getting in that parking lot and I was sitting there and it was the, it was a real moment with just yep. me and God. And it was just yep. like, you know, Ren, what if this doesn't happen for you? You yep. have got to be content with that. And, and I wasn't at that point. And God took right. me on a huge journey of that um, before we conceived because, you know, I had to prepare myself and I I think God was working on my heart in to be content in that if regardless if it happened or not for us. So I understand about being devastated, but overjoyed for your friends as well. Yes, absolutely. And it really was, it was my mentor, Jackie. I believe that God used her to speak to me, lift me up during that time and point me towards the holistic nutritionist and that alternative route. And then, um, Barbara, the nutritionist that I saw, who's a believer, she, for the first time seeing her, I felt like I had this hope about the whole situation, regardless of whether it ended in a baby or not. Mm -hmm. She pointed me back to Jesus when I needed that reminder the most. Mm -hmm. And I'm just so, so thankful for that. Yeah. Well, what did God teach you about himself, about his character during that time? Oh gosh, he um, taught me a lot of things about himself and his heart during that time. But um, I would say that there are probably three things that that stick out to me the most. And that one is that he is sovereign over all the details of our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, I once heard a friend say that God is not pacing back and forth. He is seated on his throne and my infertility did not take him by surprise. And I was able to rest in that and that he care deeply about what I was going through. Another thing he taught me is that he is faithful and his plans for me are good. Uh, As someone who struggles with anxiety, I have to constantly remind myself of this. I can easily get caught up in the waves of worry and just spiral into a dark place. Mm -hmm. But when I choose to focus on God and his promises, he fills me with a hope and a peace that surpasses all understanding. And I I'm not saying he's faithful because my story ended with a baby. He has been faithful all along. Yeah. And the third thing is that his timing and his ways are far better than my own. Uh, My godmother, Annie, always encourages me to look at my disappointments as divine appointments with God. And while I certainly would not have chosen to walk the path of infertility, Jesus met me in my suffering and produced something better in me than I could ever plan or achieve. And that experience will always be a part of me. And I'm grateful for the way that it altered the values of my heart and has um, taught me to lean not on my own understanding, but in all my ways, acknowledge him. And tell me one thing. What did you learn about yourself during this? 
Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm throwing you a curveball. What did you I know. what did you learn about yourself? Do you remember back to that time of what did yeah. you learn about yourself that maybe you didn't know? I I really feel like I learned that like this whole thing wasn't even about me. Mm-hmm. Um I really have seen God use that painful part of my past to fulfill his purposes in the lives of others around me. And that was like such a like light bulb moment for me. Like as I was walking through that, I remember having this revelation, like this really isn't even about me. Mm. Um, I also feel like the whole experience opened my eyes to this unhealthy life I was living in in terms of like eating and lifestyle and stuff. Um, PCOS can be really dangerous if it's left undetected. And honestly, if it hadn't been for all of this, I probably still wouldn't even know about it. And so I'm just thankful for him opening my eyes to the way I was living then so that I can make those changes now. Yeah. Well, and tell me, okay, so after you started all of this Mm -hmm. um, holistic eating and changing life and and going to see Barbara and and having her pour into you and Mm -hmm. tell me, Five weeks into all doing all this, what happened? We got pregnant. Ooh, yay! <laughs> right? Just completely shocked. I remember telling myself at the start of all of that, I'm going to give it six months and just, just do what she says. We'll see what happens. If it doesn't work, at the very least, I'm still um, making my body healthier and I'm just right. better preparing it myself to handle, you know, IVF or something like that. So, um, I could not believe it after five weeks I was Mm. pregnant and I had uh, like a random ovulation kit left over and Uh there was a pregnancy test in it. And so I I don't know, I just had this feeling Uh that I could be. And so I took the test and it said I was pregnant and I started crying and I fell to my knees and just said, thank you, Lord, a thousand times. And I called Annie, my godmother. Yeah. <laughs> and then I drove to Target and I bought three more tests. <laughs> yes, sure. that's what we did. <laughs> so you told, so you called Annie and then how to, and when did you call your husband? Did you go see him? <laughs> so it was, um, so he was at work and we were about to leave to go out of town for an an of our anniversary trip the next day. And oh. so when I was at Target getting the other tests, I bought a little gift bag and some tissue paper and put one of the positive tests in it. And when he came home from work, I said, I got you an early anniversary gift. Oh, how cute. And at first he kind of like rolled his eyes and he was like, why did you get me something? Yeah. Like, did he, <laughs> we're going on our trip. We're not supposed to buy each other gifts. I'm yeah. Like, I think you might like it. And mm. so he opened it and he was just completely shocked. Oh, I think he, I think he thought it was like, I, I really don't know that he believed yeah. this whole thing was going to work. And if he did, certainly not that fast. So, well, and what is, what is the deal about husbands not believing the test? Cause I'm telling I you, I did know. a test at like, it was like 5am and he's like, uh, I don't think we need to get our hopes up. We need to do another <laughs> test. So it's raining outside. He goes to Walgreens down the street to get like three more tests and we do three and he stills like, no, we need a blood test. I'm like, Oh my goodness. What is, what oh do we God. need? Isn't that funny? How so like, funny. Some, such some, a guy thing. Such a guy <laughs> thing. Right. Okay. So I love, um, I love all that. I think that is so exciting. And I love how sensitive you are on your blog in sharing with others about your journey. Um, if others go a different route than you went and yeah, others absolutely. are still struggling. I love how you just do it so beautifully. And I love oh, that. Gosh. And I think Thank that's you. important. 
one of the coolest things I learned from Barbara was that um, God created us all individually, and therefore we all have individual needs. And what might work well for me might not be what works well for somebody else. And not every practitioner is the right fit for every person. And so that was like such a big takeaway for me was that the route I was going before wasn't really working. And so I just prayed and kept searching for a different way and somebody that could help me. And I'm just so thankful that God led me to Barbara. Yeah, that's awesome. That's incredible. Okay, well, I want to kind of switch gears, but I do want to keep talking about the healthy lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. I feel like that is a huge thing, and I am needing some healthy recipes. So tell me. (laughs) I know everybody has different foods that it's all customizable with with your program. But tell us some really good, like maybe superfoods or some um, healthy eating things that you have started that have really maybe boosted your energy or that you have Mm -hmm. really enjoyed making in your kitchen. Okay, sure. Um, So first of all, I want to say that I was the pickiest eater growing up and that my diet consisted heavily of chicken fingers and mac and cheese and pop tarts and Coke. So (laughs) like if I can, you know, make this huge change and eat some of the things I eat now, then anybody can do it because I have not always been this way. So one of the things I like to do is start every day with a smoothie and I really love, um, I'm a big fan of Kelly Levesque. She is a celebrity nutritionist and she has a cookbook called body love. Okay. And she kind of came up with this fab four smoothie method. And so it has, um, four parts, vegetables, protein, fiber, and fat. And in her book, she's got a lot of different smoothie recipes, but so I made one this morning and in it was frozen cauliflower, spinach, avocado, uh, some protein powder and water. I think that was it. And when I did like a little drop of like a mint essential oil, so it's kind of like a, um, chocolate peppermint tea sort of smoothie. Yeah. Okay. Sounds yummy. So those are great. I do a uh, smoothie in the morning and then usually for lunch, I'll do a salad of some sort with a lot of leafy greens and raw vegetables, some sort of a protein. Um, and then for dinner, one of my favorite things to make is chicken fried cauliflower rice. So it's kind of like, it's like a healthy take on what you get from like a Chinese restaurant, but I actually have a recipe for one on my blog. Oh, okay. Uh, If you go on Pinterest and just type in chicken fried cauliflower rice, you'll find a bunch, but I've kind of got my own spin. Yeah. Okay. On my blog, that's really good and easy. And even if you don't, like healthy eating or not, it's it's really good. <laughs> yeah, it sounds delicious. Yeah, I'm gonna link all this. Tell me where we can find you on the blog and Instagram. Okay, so my blog is homesweethunter.com. I love that. And so you can cute. also connect with me on Instagram, and I'm Micah. It's M Y C A H underscore Hunter. Okay, I forgot to ask you this. I was gonna yeah. ask you, how did you get your name? I love your name. I love how it's spelled. Tell me how your parents named you. So my parents wanted their firstborn to have a biblical name and it was either, it was going to be Micah if it was a girl, but my mom, uh, 
change the I to a Y to, yeah. I guess, make it a little more feminist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, and it was going to be Joshua if I was a boy. Um, so that's how they came up Okay. With that. I love that. Yeah. That is so neat. I did not know that. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, I was going to be Dallas if I was a boy. Oh. We are not from Texas, <laughs> but there you go. And Ren, oh, if it's a girl. So I love it. I'm glad. I'm glad I'm a girl. Um, but now Dallas is like a cool name. You know, like that would be such yeah. a cool name for a girl too. But anyway. I love it. I did want to ask you one more mm-hmm. thing. How mm-hmm. do you, with um, with the business of being over marketing mm-hmm. uh, at Thou Art Exalted with Annie mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. being a mom of Lively and she's not two yet, right? She's 15 months. She's 15 mm-hmm. months. And being blogger and wife and all that. <laughs> Tell me, how do you, I don't like the word balance, but how do you set boundaries around family and work? Um, that's a great question. Mm-hmm. Um, I, well, first of all, with Lively, I did all the sleep training stuff, like right out of the gate. So she is an amazing sleeper mm-hmm. and consistently takes two naps every day. So that's time that I can count on to get work done. And, and I think you just have to be really organized. I always start out each day, just kind of looking over my to-do list mm-hmm. and really just praying about that too. And praying through that and just making sure I'm focusing on the things that God wants me to focus on for the day. And, um, I also, I, I set limits with my phone a lot of times, like when she's awake, I pretty much leave it in the other room. I'll turn my ringer on in case my phone rings and somebody needs me, but I, um, and I don't do this perfectly every day by any means, oh, sure, but, um, sure. I really try not to be on my phone when I'm with her. Cause I don't want to teach her that that's this desirable thing. If yes. she sees me on it all the time. Yes. And, um, this is really cool. I don't know if you know this, you probably do, but on Instagram, because that's like such a time suck, yes. like we just see on there for hours, <laughs> yes. you can like go into your settings and set time limits. And yes. so I actually have, I've gone in and done that and set it for an hour each day. I mean, I do a lot of work on there, right. um, that would exalted and whatnot, but yeah. once it, you know, lets me know that I've spent that amount of time on there, I do my best to try and just check out and log yeah. off for the rest of the day. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. That is, and it's hard cause you can, it's for all social, it's so I've done hard. it for all social media and it's hard. Like yeah. you said, if we do a lot of work on Instagram, right. that's where it's um, a little yeah. bit harder, but um, yeah, I think those are really good tips. Really, yeah. really good tips. Good. Okay. So let me ask you my last three questions. My eat, read, love segment. Tell me what you're eating. We kind of talked a little bit about this, but maybe a snack Uh that you're eating. What are you reading and what are you loving? Okay. So eating, this isn't really a snack. It's more of like a sweet treat, but uh, there's this brand called Go Raw and they um, have like a lot of seeds and vegan snacks and options, stuff like that. But they have these lemon cookie crisps. And they are so good. Okay. And there's just, they're like a couple of ingredients. It's like coconut and dates and lemon and sesame seeds. They're delicious. So those are like my weakness for a sweet treat. Now, where do you go and get those? I just order them offline. You can order them off their website or um, you can get them off Amazon too. Okay. All right. Good to know. All right. What are you reading? And Okay. Reading. um, I am currently reading through the Bible in a Year plan via the She Reads Truth app. And that's yes. been awesome. Yes. Um, and then I just finished two amazing books. Um, okay. Grumpy Mom Takes a Holiday. Yes. Great. So and then we had her on. She is amazing. Yes. Such a great book. I think every mom should read it. 
Um, and then the second is my friend, Dean and Sarah. Uh, he's the lead pastor of a church here in Tallahassee. He just released a book called The Unsaved, Christ- Unsaved Christian, and it's about reaching uh, cult- cultural Christianity with the gospel. And it is oh. excellent. So both oh. are awesome, and I highly recommend. Okay. All right. And what are you loving? Okay. I am loving um, just being a mom. Just mm. I'm so grateful that the Lord has given me the opportunity to partner with him and be lively's mom. She is just such a joy and totally lives up to her name and Mm. just loving every second of it. And another thing I'm also loving right now is I actually just got, um, my mother's day gift in from Todd and lively. And it is, I don't know if you've heard of this brand. It's called, I don't know how you pronounce it. I think it's lay Papier. Studio. Okay. And they make these little, um, they're necklaces of your baby's silhouette. And so it is so sweet. And so now I've got her little 12 month old profile on a gold gold (sighs) chain on my neck. And it's just so sweet. I love it so much. That is precious. I love (laughs) it. You've got to put that on the blog. Did you put that on the blog? Yeah, put that on the blog. That is awesome. Okay, so thanks so much for coming on the podcast today, Micah, and giving me your time. I know your baby girl, Lively, is sleeping, and I appreciate you giving me some of your work time to chat today. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Ren. I'm so grateful and just so grateful to know you and for your friendship. I really appreciate it. Oh my goodness, didn't you just love Micah? She is so sweet and so kind, and I loved having her on. So go check her out, and remember, all of the links that she mentioned, the yummy things that she mentioned, were are going to be in my show notes at renrobbins.com. And if you were encouraged listening to Micah's story, I would love for you to screenshot the episode and put it in your Insta stories and tag both of us. I know we would love to see that. I cannot wait for the 100th episode coming up in two weeks. So go ahead and subscribe on your podcast app and new episodes every Friday will drop right into that app. Okay, that's going to do it for this episode. Thanks for tuning in and I will see you next time. Remember, we're all friends of a feather, so let's stick together. Have a great week and I'll see you next time. Okay, y'all. So, you know, the 100th day episode, the one, I just said 100th day, like the 100th day of school. Sorry, kindergarten teacher, former kindergarten teacher speaking.